0: Hi everybody, I'm Patrick McEnroe and this is Holding Court. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of Holding Court. It is November 18th, 2021. I've been on a hiatus, as uh, many of you know from my podcast, sort of gearing up for season three of Holding Court, which is, by the way, going to focus quite a bit on mental health as it relates to tennis and sports in general and life in general. So I'm gearing up for that. Thank you for being patient, but I decided that I needed to put out a special podcast today because of this Peng Shui situation that has been developing, particularly over the last couple of days, but really started on November 2nd when Peng, who, uh, as many of you know, was an excellent player uh, in her years on the tour. She hasn't played since early in 2020. Uh, I actually knew her when she first started out on the tour. We played team tennis together two hands on both sides, an excellent doubles player, got to number one in the world. In fact, in doubles, got to top 15 at one point in singles as well. She posted on her social media account on November 2nd of this year a very poignant, very personal, very detailed uh, story of a relationship, uh, a consensual relationship for a long time with a government official in China, quite a bit older than her, someone that was part of the Politburo, in the, in the previous government uh, control. And Peng uh, talked about how she'd been abused uh, late in their relationship, uh, talked about in very much in detail about going to this gentleman's house, about the wife being uh, in the vicinity as well. So it was very, very uh, intense. I was, I was able to read it uh, in the last couple of days as this story started to gain traction uh all of her uh, social media was s- scrubbed as they call it from the internet in China again that happened about a half an hour after she posted this uh, this item on her social media. Uh, so no one's heard from Peng, Peng Shui since no one's seen her at least in the from the tennis community the WTA has gotten involved particularly in this past week Steve Simon the CEO of the WTA tour. Releasing a statement a couple of days ago that was written by Chris Clary in the New York Times sort of demanding to know where Peng Shui is, if she's safe, trying to, they obviously have been trying behind the scenes to reach out to her and to get in touch with her. Then in the last day or so, Uh, there was an email that came from Peng Shui, which sounded absolutely nothing like the post that she had put up on her social media a couple of weeks ago. It essentially said that she was fine, that she was safe, that she was spending time with her family and so on in China. But uh, it did not sound anything like reality. And um, when you read that, I think that's what the average person would, would think. And Credit to Steve Simon, who immediately within, I think, an hour or two after receiving that email, basically called it out and said, we don't buy it. We don't think this is accurate. We don't believe that um, this really came from Peng Shui herself. And again, they've been reaching out behind the scenes. I've got some contacts there fairly close to Steve Simon. And I know that he's been very diligent about the way he has addressed this issue, talking to the board of the WTA, expecting that they're... Could be some uh, economic ramifications from the Chinese government, which uh, thus far has not happened. They were actually he was actually expecting, I think, or anticipating since the WTA Tour Championships just ended uh, this past week. Actually, last night Muguruza winning the title of a Contivate in the final. That tournament was scheduled to be played in uh, Shenzhen in China this year. Uh, and, of course, because of COVID, uh, it was moved out of China, as were all other professional tennis events, including the Shanghai Masters, which is one of the big events on the men's tour that takes place uh, in the fall. That cleared the way for the BNP Paribas Open to take place in its uh, new uh, place on the schedule just in this fall. So um, there's been no professional tennis played in the last, I guess, just about two years in China. But the U, the WTA has a long-term deal with China to play the year-end championships. And this certainly, as Steve Simon noted in one of his releases to the public, was putting that uh, potentially in jeopardy. He knew by calling out this situation and trying to find out exactly where Peng Shui is. Uh, but he's not heard. We have not heard here in the general public. Uh, I've spoken to people that have worked Closely with uh, China through other players and through the federation and so on, and some of them believe that China just doesn't care. The government just doesn't care what we think here in the Western world, in the U.S. And uh, but there was some surprise, I believe, that the WTA event that was being televised in China was not taken off the air because, if you remember. A couple of years ago, the NBA got involved with some issues with the Chinese government. A, uh, an employee of the Houston Rockets made some comments about their, uh, the, the government situation, human rights abuses, as did a player in his canter for the Boston Celtics. And immediately the Chinese took down those particular games from being televised in China. So the NBA sort of backed down pretty quickly. Never really took uh, made a significant stand against china there's obviously we all know that how entwined the world is with the Chinese economy. our own you know we order goods and services all the time. how many times are they made in China? We see what's going on with the, uh, the global uh, supply chain. Uh, and goods you know, being stuck on boats all over the world, not just outside of Los Angeles. So you know, there's a lot of issues. Obviously, the tennis part of it and the human part of it is the most important for us in the tennis world, and that's why I thought it's important to address this particular topic. Now, I'm going to uh, join in shortly Christine Brennan, who's one of the great journalists uh, covering all sports. She's a columnist for USA Today. She worked with CNN uh, she's worked with multiple uh, networks over the years, and she's sort of the go-to person, as uh, I'm sure I will speak to her about uh, when it comes to these types of issues that that transcend sort of the actual sport. So I'm looking forward to having her on. She's got a very distinguished career, started out at the Miami Herald, and uh, she's just one of those voices that you have to hear from. And uh, she often speaks out and writes uh beautifully and eloquently about issues like this. So looking forward to having her on looking forward to uh, exploring this story more. Of course, it's now become a hashtag uh, on social media, on Twitter, especially where is Peng Shui, many players, current and former champions, like Chris Everett, like uh, Billie Jean King, Martina Navratilova. Uh, now some of the current players um, taking this as well, including uh, Serena Williams, who just put out a post about it that we need to find where she is. Naomi Osaka was sort of the first current player, at least big-name big, big name player. Stan Wawrinka has put one out. Um, Novak Djokovic mentioned it in his press conference after uh, his win over Rublev at the year-end championship for the men. So the tennis community is getting behind this uh, again there's a lot at stake potentially financially for uh, professional tennis particularly women's tour which is uh, getting you know gets a lot of money for the year-end championships and other events the men's tour as well maybe not quite as much but certainly very significant uh, and China of course has poured a lot of money a lot of resources into the sport of tennis since uh, tennis was uh, re-established as a Olympic sport and uh, we've seen a plethora of very top-rated female players. Of course, Li Na, I remember, won a couple of majors um, and has done incredibly well for herself. She's been quiet uh, about this particular issue, so you wonder if you would hear from her. She still lives in China, has a family, there. And Peng Shui, as I said, one of the top players over the years in her career from China. So I'm going to take a little break right now. When I come back, you're going to hear from the one and only Christine Brennan, who has been very busy, like me, being asked to do lots of interviews uh, during these last 24 hours. And I'm guessing moving ahead as this particular story seems to be gaining traction. So we have been playing with the audio of the Christine Brennan uh, interview, which I did over cell phone, and she was running around all day uh, between appointments and responsibilities. And uh, unfortunately, the sound quality is just not, not appropriate, not good enough to put on air. So I want to apologize to Christine, number one. I tried to get her back on, but I know she's super busy today. Hopefully I'll get her back in the not-too-distant future with a with a more solid uh, cell phone line. My, my responsibility for that to be better, certainly not hers. So I want to apologize. She gave me a nice uh, 10 minutes or so in between various things she was doing today. So I'll try to get Christine back, but I just want to summarize for you all. Um, it was a great interview. She had uh, nothing but respect for the way Steve Simon in particular and the WTA has been handling that. In fact, she called it her master class in responsible humani- humanitarian leadership. And she actually said to me in the course of the interview that she thought that they'd be studying this in 50 to 75 years at journalism schools uh, around the country as to how to deal appropriately with this type of issue. And obviously dealing with the Chinese government is always uh, a bit touchy, a bit sketchy. There's so much uh, financial considerations that go along with it. Uh, She took a couple of shots, not shots, but she sort of compared it to the lack of moral leadership shown by the IOC, um, didn't come down quite as harshly i thought on on the nba but uh really uh the main point of her comments to me was uh that this story was going to get bigger that she thought this story was going to be something that's going to be looked at and analyzed for years to come of course she uh added the caveat this is you know we're sort of right in the middle of this the way this is panning out and uh, both she and i have been asked by, by cnn and by many other outlets to to give our thoughts and comments on this. So I suspect that this uh, will continue. Again, I want to thank Christine. I want to apologize to you viewers, I mean to you listeners, for not um, being able to get the actual audio. So hopefully I'll get Christine on in the not-too-distant future on this topic, uh, but she could come on on, on a multitude of topics. She's a great journalist, a great person, um I've followed her work for a long time so I appreciate her doing that and again I apologize to you all for the sound quality. Usually we can work magic my team at Mudhouse Media uh does an amazing job Mark Carey in particular. Of a working magic with the audio, but he just said, you know, this is just too, too difficult. And I did notice it in the course of the interview. I could, I, I, there are times when I couldn't understand her that well, but I thought, well, maybe Mark can work his magic. So unfortunately, in this case, we couldn't do it. But uh, this story, I believe, is going to continue to resonate, continue to grow. We still have not gotten any answers. Uh, The story has not developed anymore just in a couple of hours since I did that interview with Christine. So as things move along, I will be sure to keep you all posted on developments uh, as information comes to light. And hopefully we find that Peng Shui is safe and healthy. Uh, And until then, we will stay on top of it here on Holding Court. Court with Patrick McEnroe he is powered by Mudhouse Media.